The Forum at 8 on SAFM. It's nine minutes past eight. Uh, the Social Development Minister, Batabi Lesamini, says she's considering legal action, including terminating the multi-billion rand grants distribution contract with Cash Paymaster Services, CPS. That uh, follows talks between the minister, the social security agency, SASA, and CPS after they failed. She's accused CPS of illegally sharing the social grants database with companies selling airtime and loans, thus leaving beneficiaries deep in debt with nothing left to provide for their families at the end of the month, despite receiving government grants. Matlaza Gallant has the details. Social Development Minister Watabile Tlamene is seething. She says CPS has shared the grants database with its sister companies in the Net One Group. They in turn are directly selling airtime and offering loans to grant beneficiaries. Umoya Manji sends SMSs to beneficiaries asking them to send back their grant number if they want airtime. The money owed to the companies is then deducted from the grant at the end of the month and CPS then pays the beneficiary the balance. The deductions have left some beneficiaries fisheries with as little as two rand and eighty five cents. And CPS and other loan sharks don't understand why South Africa introduced a social assistance. It actually kills the idea of fighting a poverty. Sarah Sefton of the Legal Resources Center says the problem is widespread. She says in many cases, pensioners are not even aware that their grandchildren are buying airtime using their grant money. Sefton says loan companies are charging exorbitant amounts. She says one of her clients borrowed 300 rand and 630 rand was deducted every month for nine months. These micro-lenders, they should be regulated by the National Credit Regulator and other regulatory authorities. They're not. So CPS is allowing the deductions on the basis that they are lawful, authorized debit orders, but they're not taking into consideration that the micro-lenders themselves are marketing their loans very vigorously to people that can't afford them, and then the micro-lenders themselves are overcharging. Damini, together with Social Security Agency officials, met with the CPS on Tuesday. She demanded that CPS CEO Serge Balamant instruct the NetOne Group to stop loading microloans on the SASA payment card and also cease selling airtime to grant beneficiaries, especially pensioners. She also wants CPS not to allow microlenders and vendors, including those under NetOne Group, within the perimeters of all social grant pay points across the country. It is the that followed that increased Lamini's anger. They are not admitting uh, that is the arrogance that makes us very angry. Because we've had a number of meetings with them, asking them to refrain from doing these things. And the letter I received is actually disgusting. They said this is the work that is done by other companies and we can't stop those companies from uh, providing the services that they are provided by net one In the letter, Bellamont denies illegally sharing the database. He says he has no jurisdiction over the Net One companies. He further says that giving loans and selling airtime to grant beneficiaries is not illegal. Every month, 8 billion rand is given to CPS to distribute to beneficiaries. And now Dlamini says she's considering terminating the contract. We are going to meet uh, with the lawyers 
and see what other possible means we can use to ensure that uh, we move forward. Yes, termination has to be one of the options. Pressure groups have called on the minister to take action to stop these practices. CTS are, are pretending that because they're not breaching the law, they don't understand the moral obligation is that they are actually an extension of CASA. They are like a government agency paying out social grants. And if you think about it, the further problem is that people, adults, are transacting with grants that are intended for children. There's child support grants and foster care grants that are for children. Children don't have the legal capacity to contract. The caregivers are then being allowed to make loans and to use this money as security for their own debt. It's an outrageous situation. Attempts to get Net One Group to respond were unsuccessful. And that uh, report there by Mashlati Gallants to speak about this issue. We, the question we're asking here on the forum is what needs to be done about companies that exploit pensioners? We say a very good morning to uh, the Social Development Department spokesperson, Lumga Olifant, who's on the line with us, as well as Sarah Sefton, an attorney at Legal Resources Centre. A very good morning to you both. Thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us. Good morning, Sarah here. Ms. Olifant, let me start with you. The minister there speaking about her disappointment about what has happened. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the system and how it functions in just a moment. But what is the status? Is she still saying that we are considering terminating the contract of CPS? I can confirm with you that she met with a legal mind on Saturday. She called a meeting with her advisors and some senior officials in the DG to um, the CEO of SASA and um, her legal uh, advisor to make sure that um, how do we move forward. Minister is committed to making sure that this is not a continued for CPS. Now, she speaks of Net One. Perhaps if you could just explain to the listeners how Net One fits into CPS and SASA. Okay. Net One is a mother company that has two other companies. Net One is the mother body, and the person who is the CEO and the, and, the, and, and, and the director of the companies is Serge Balamant. But within Net One, there is Cash Paymaster Services, which is a company that has a solution and we have a contact with. And even if you look at their, at their, um, at, at their letterhead when they write to us, they do write that it is Net One, and they have CPS at the bottom. So there is a huge relationship and sharing of information that belongs to government, which CPS is not supposed to share with other uh, sister companies. So they can deny it however they want to, but the the, the, the common denominator here is Serge Valamant, who is the owner of, of, of Net One, and CPS is a subsidiary of Net One. Now, were you unaware that these were the intentions of CPS in terms of how they're going to operate their UEPS system? This, this was communicated to them long before that they should that, that the, the, the purpose of social grants is to alleviate poverty. Number two, it is also to make sure that we have a credible system that can be trusted and our and our um, beneficiaries. Uh, we are able to pay the right grant to the right person. But as, as, and, and we, we have to say maybe these are the pains that SASA has to go through 
as we are trying to make sure that we, we clean up the system. This is abuse that Sasa is going to, uh, uh, to, 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 to endure from people that we work with towards us making sure that we are going to pay the grants ourselves. Minister has had now an advisory committee to make sure that in, in, when uh, CPS is done with their, with, with, with their contract, we are going to pay the, the social grants directly. So this was, uh, so um, uh, CPS has always known that they cannot, they cannot use the government uh, 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 database to sell to other people. I hear you say that, yet if you look at how CPS advertises its services, it talks about how the smart card will provide the holder with access to all the UEPS functionality, which includes the ability to have the smart card funded with pension or welfare payments, make retail purchases, enjoy the convenience of prepaid facilities, okay. and qualify for a range of affordable financial services. But that, that must be done after the beneficiary has received their money. The purpose is that they transfer the money to the beneficiary, but the card, like any other debit card, gives you those options. They can't sell the, the, the database even before. They can't sell products to beneficiaries before they even get their money. The SAFA Act is very clear that the beneficiary must get the money as is, and we are allowing deductions up to 10% for funeral schemes uh, for, for our beneficiaries, and this was communicated to them. So they are taking out the, 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 the freedom from the beneficiary to be able to use the correct money. Yes, the, 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 the card will give you all those things, but it must be done by the beneficiary. And was that written? Was that a written condition for the relationship that would then exist between SASA and CPS? Was this very clearly, very clearly, the database belongs to government, not to them. Yes, saying the database belongs to government is one thing, but I'm talking about these very stipulations which you say they knew they were not supposed to do this because, uh, you know, at one point the minister says in the report that we played earlier on that CPS is not aware why we moved to this system. And I find myself wondering, how is CPS not aware of the very conditions it has been hired? I, I, I did not listen to the clip, that, but, the, the, but what the minister is saying is that Firstly, the the the, the 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 beneficiary must have the money as is. The beneficiary must have their money. The freedoms and the other things that they can do, they can do only after. And it, they must be able to choose what they do. But CPS now is not doing that. They're selling them airtime. Is that stipulated in the contract between SARS and the, CPS and not, government? It is not in the contract, my dear. Not in the contract. The contract with SASA and CPS is that they would uh, uh, they will uh, uh, distribute social grants and they will they will give them a card that will enable them to do all these things, but not them to sell uh, uh, all these other products that they are doing to beneficiaries. Is it something that you overlooked, perhaps, then, Ms. Olifant? It, it was it, it was very clear at some stage. CPS did come to the to, to the department to say these are other things that they can uh, they can do for beneficiaries and it was written down that that is not the purpose of all these things. Perhaps to get you into this conversation to hear your point of view, uh, Sarah Sefton, your thoughts on this? Um, 
I think that the problem is far more widespread than just the problem of the direct marketing of airtime, and I think that it would be wrong to just focus on that issue. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, what is happening is that there's a, there's a, up to 10% is allowed for deductions for funeral policies. That is before the money gets placed in the beneficiary's bank account. We have a mm-hmm. client who has had more than 10% of her grants deducted for a funeral policy by the same company. So clearly, even though the Act stipulates uh, that the that CPS can make deductions for funeral policies, there's no checks and balances in place, and more than 10% is being deducted. But this is what I'm asking, policies. Ms. Sefton, because I hear you that the problem might be wider. It it's almost seems ironic that you have a situation where even the awarding of this tender was deemed problematic and taken through a court process, and yes, uh, whatever the findings of that court process were, People's impressions are that there was something not right. And if there are checks and balances that had not been factored in from the get-go, this is where people then begin to question whether or not the tender should have gone the way it did. Well, it's highly problematic. I mean, it's even more problematic if you think that uh, we've been engaging with SASA for, um, I can't tell you the exact time period, but at least since June. And they've been aware of these problems since at least May or June this year. They've been talking about amending the contract with CPS, amending the service level agreement with CPS for the last couple of months. They, my last communication with SASA was that they hoped that it would be amended before the end of October. I don't believe that um, SASA or the Department of Social Development are taking this as seriously as they um, like to say that they're taking it. We've been aware of these problems. SASA's been aware of these problems. And in my opinion, there's theft on a grand scale from grant beneficiaries and the grants are not being utilized for the purpose that they were intended. The grants are actually being utilized for the purpose of making micro-lenders extremely wealthy. And it's not just about selling airtime directly. It's about the fact that there's absolutely no checks and balances in place. The money is going into grant beneficiaries' bank accounts, and they are, in certain instances, authorizing the deductions for the loans, as if it was uh, a normal bank account transaction. But the problem is that the micro-lenders are only supposed to um, deduct the money if they've got a mandate from the client. That means that the client or the grant beneficiary has authorized the deduction. Now, I know for a fact, I have evidence to show that micro-lenders um, are able to deduct money without a mandate because the mandate is only called for if the deduction is queried. So it's supposed to be a very simple process of querying the deduction. I've queried deductions as early as early September. The money has not gone back into the bank account of the grant beneficiary like it's supposed to, and we're sitting in mid-October. And I know for a fact that the micro-lending company did not have a mandate for every single deduction that they that they made. So I, I'm, I, I think that the explanation from the Department of Social Development spokesperson is, is, is insufficient at this stage. This problem is a problem they've been aware of for a long time. Ms. Oliphant? Yes. We, we started talking with, uh, with, with CPS in May, as shall I say. And on, on, on May, in May, uh, the CEO called a meeting of service providers that they should stop and refrain from, from taking money from, uh, from, from beneficiaries without uh, authorization. In June, uh, we announced that there will be a last deduction that is approved uh, from, uh, from, 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 from micro lenders. And then again in July, Minister met with uh, uh, with with uh, with uh, with, uh, with, uh, 
um, CPS to tell them that this must um, they, they must refrain from doing that. And we've been talking to some people and writing back and forth. So maybe they're not aware of the things that have been going on in Safa. And um, we've been talking to different uh, organizations like uh, the National Credit Regulator. And in August um, and, and September, we also uh, started getting a lot of complaints from people. Minister has been going out to communities to hear these things for themselves and people explaining to her what has been happening so that the case may be stronger. Your questions was very loud when Ms. Sefton was saying that the the issue is broader. But one of the things that she highlights right now is that the checks and balances are missing. That in the case of financial services providers, they they can actually deduct money, and it's only then dealt with if the if the if the payment is queried. But we have also processes like PASA whereby people, when, when people are, are, are disputing uh, 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 their deductions from their cards, whereby they can call uh, actually Greenwood Bank to, to, to say that they did not authorize this. But our people are not aware of these things and communication needs to be intensified in terms of these things. Oh, from uh, whose who part? Who, who needs to make that communication? All of us need to be. We've been going. We've been going uh, uh, out to talk to communities about these issues because they have been coming to us. We've been going on radios uh, talking about these things and making sure that people. Are, but this was the last job. Minister but said to. Uh, I don't think querying it is is good enough because in September I queried the deductions of, on behalf of about 60 grant beneficiaries. They still don't have the money back in their bank account, and that process, my querying process, has revealed that the the financial service provider on the current system is able to deduct money without a valid mandate. And that is which, the problem. It's which not is, that we, an awareness campaign. It's the I, fact I think that as well we need to I think as well we need to appreciate that these are there are contractual obligations here. And as well the Minister has has, has done uh, you know a lot even going to, uh, to to the extent of saying to CPS that if it needs that the contract be terminated, it will be terminated because this cannot continue. She's been talking to them since May. We've been talking to different organizations and micro-lenders companies, but people are still uh, uh, um, uh, receiving and getting these deductions. And we are simply saying to our people that um, uh, SASA is not a micro-lending uh, uh, agency. SASA does not sell uh, airtime, and if anyone is selling airtime or or funeral benefits without authorization, they should uh, 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 come uh, to us. What, what I hear here is a question about the framework that is in place, the structure that is in place to deter this kind of behavior. We'll have a longer conversation about it in just a moment uh, to really look into the nooks and crannies of this. But I'd like to introduce Nox Krale. Uh, he helps the elderly in his community who've been ripped off by companies. If he could just perhaps explain to us what are the experiences that he uh, goes through. A very good morning to you, Mr. Krale. Morning, morning, so what can you tell us? What, what do you experience? Yeah, in mid, in mid-August, we received five cases of people complaining about the deductions that, that occur in their account, in their grants. Are you with me? Yes, we're listening. You can go ahead, Mr. Kralli. You can tell us your story. Okay, we refer our case, those cases to legal resource center. And then they told us they are they busy with that thing. You know, and then we love to our community. 
asking for people who got them to come back to Sasa. And then there are about more than 60 people who came to us complaining about the deductions that are occurring in their land. And who are the deductions from? And did they know about these deductions before the deductions took place? Yeah, when they went to Sasa, they were told that the deductions are being done by the landlords, by the funeral cover. But other people knew, knew nothing about what that land was funeral cover. And then there were others who were told that those deductions were made by landlords or by the loan sharks. Do people know that money is not supposed to be deducted from their cards? Yes, people are aware of that. That's why they came to us. Do they know who they can go to other than yourself if they have such problems? First, a lot of them went to Sasa to complain. And did they get any help from Sasa? No. Some of them got help. They were told that they their money is protected by the loan sharks. And they were also given the name of that loan sharks. And how did Sasa help them? Did, did they... Did, what I'm trying to establish is whether they were aware of these loan sharks taking money from them. Did they say, this is who I had an arrangement with, or I don't know this person? How did Sasa go about helping them? Uh, there was a tool that we made the deduction from their hand, from their card. Okay, thank you very much, Knox Krale. As, as I say, he is an elder, uh, uh, he helps the elderly in the community in which he lives, and he says he's referred some of the cases to the Legal Resources Centre. As you heard, Ms. Sefton, you can reply later on with no joy there, but he says elderly people are being exploited and something needs to be done about it. You can have your say, 34701, that's the SMS hotline number that you can use to SMS us, two rand per SMS. 0891 Do give us a call. We're going to update your news headlines and the traffic, and you can just tell us what your experiences are or what your thoughts are on what we're discussing. How can we stop the companies exploiting pensioners? Uh, time now for your news headlines with Fabakshini Chetty. And now to tell us a little bit more about this morning's edition of Morning Talk, Rowena Bird on the line to give us a rundown of the program from 9 to 12 midday. Hi, Rowena, how are you doing? Hello, Tepi. So wonderful weather. Love it, love it, mm-hmm. love it. The 23rd of October marks the 23rd anniversary of the death of Pan-Africanist Congress founding member and its second president, um, um, Uncle Zef Mutubing. In the first hour, we'll look back at the life and times of Uncle Zef, as he was popularly known. Uh, we'll also focus on a thousand voices uh, the movement which was launched last week on Friday the movement is aimed at celebrating the contributions South African women have made in a democratic South Africa in the past 20 years and on psychological matters with Hanan Bushkin we asked the question is it okay to cheat as long as your partner doesn't find out and doesn't know and why is cheating frowned upon and finally October being transport month we turn our attention to public transport in cities and how integrated it is that's the show for today the Forum at 8 on SAFM. What needs to be done about companies that exploit pensioners? This is a question that we're asking on the forum this morning. We're in conversation with Sarah Sefton. She's an attorney at the Legal Resources Centre as well as uh, the spokesperson for the Department of Social Development, Lumka Olifant. You can also join the conversation. Give us a call 0891 104 is the SMS hotline at 2 rand per SMS. I've got some calls uh, that have been waiting for a while, so I'm going 
to take those callers and then I'll return to my panelists in just a moment. Prophet OJ in Mahiking, what do you you say? Some know that they get know what they're getting into, Prophet OJ. Good morning, Sebisan. How are you? Good morning. How are you, Prophet Ojo? Man, I'm saved by the blood of God, Jesus Christ. I've been away for some time. I'm back. Sebiso, <laughs> 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 um, I'm, I'm cold-blooded. I, I never thought there could be uh, such a thing that uh, people would rob, you know, poor pensioners. Um, I think what needs to happen here, firstly, to put some... Uh, IT signals in place which will alert the system when something of this this nature happens. Uh, How could it take so long, you know, for uh, this to be detected? And uh, lastly, the the termination should be should take place immediately here and after termination episode I think we must take our loose on the ground to investigate if there hasn't been a, a, a corrupt collusion here. Okay. Uh, Be- between you know, who and who? I, I am not sure. I won't. I won't. I won't state it now. But I, 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 I suspect that there could be something of that nature. I won't. I won't mention uh, parties uh, okay. at this stage. Right. But I think if someone could just help us to stick a nose on the count, right, that, 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 that. Thank you very much. Thanks, Prophet Enjoy OJ. Your day. You too, Prophet OJ. Hassan on the line from Johannesburg. You said it's solely government's responsibility. Hassan, good morning. I mean, government acting is a pump for big business. Clearly, clearly you would know what's happening. You wouldn't know beforehand because of research, risk analysis, etc. Clearly, you know that's what corporations do. So government must take the blame. And what, what should government have done that you believe they did not do in this case, Hassan? You know, I worked in the teachers' union, and we had a database which was contested all the time. Big business people always want to hack into it to sell funeral policies. Anyone knows that. You can learn it from NGOs. The, the political leadership who outsourced this must take responsibility. Ultimately, they put, they created an enabling environment, environment for, for, for big business, for corporations, but not for poor people. Okay, thanks a lot, uh, Hassan. We've got Len in the Eastern Cape. You say Net One has nothing, has done nothing illegal. Len, uh, do you work with Net One? No, I don't. Okay. Um, so, Peter, look, I'm really confused with this program. You have two people over there who have cast quite serious suspicions on a multi-million rand international company. You have given no indication why a representative from that company is not there. You've got these two people casting serious suspicions. Len, I've just been told now that they've declined to comment. Well, you didn't tell us at the beginning of the program. Well, then we're telling you now, as I say, I've just been told now that they've declined to comment. I have another question, a serious question. Have Net One done anything at all illegal? Why didn't you ask that question? Well, I did ask about the connection from the onset. The connection is not good enough. They have done nothing illegal. Then you seem to have taken a position. Why don't you take us through your thinking? Because you clearly have an idea as to what has gone wrong or what has gone right. Because, uh, you know, it's great when people share insights with us. You know, it's one thing to poke uh, pens in people's eyes and, and say one thing. But perhaps you can help move the discussion along here. Well, I'll tell you why I feel the way I do. Um, it seems to me that the SABC, and you in particular as an employee there, mm. have your certain agendas. And when you feel something is not right in your opinion, 
you seem to go at it uh, like a bull in a pen. Okay, Len, that's fine. You can have that opinion. But I'm talking about this particular issue. I'm assuming you're basing it on facts and not on opinion. So, so give us the facts. When you say Netone has not done anything illegal, I don't recall at any point making uh, or even proffering an opinion one way or the other about what has happened. But if you are in the know and better off, please do share that insight with us. Well, look, did they sign a contract with Netone? Has Netone fulfilled that contract? Len, stay on the line. The department spokesperson is... Because, I, you know, from the things that you're saying, you clearly want to direct the questions to somebody who is in the know and better off. The department spokesperson is on the line. You can stay and listen. Perhaps you have yeah. other questions because you have a bee in your bonnet about something. Let's see if we can get it out for you. Uh, Ms. Olifat? Yes, Katiso. What, um, what, what, what uh, your caller there is not saying that CPS has access to government um, to, 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 to government uh, database. That database does not belong to Net One, does not belong to CPS, because government does not have the infrastructure to distribute the social grants. We have asked a third party to do this, and they are exploiting. The, the database and the one person that is a, has a relationship between all these people is Serge Balamant and he is the one who has all the database and all the numbers of our people. They've got even the cell phone numbers of our people because one, when we did the registration process, we asked for details of people. So they are able to send and sell through the, the database that they have. That is illegal. The database does not belong to them. It is government database. Yes, and I said in the beginning, Tepi, so that these are the pains that we are going to go through, which is why we have an advisory committee now, so that by the end of this contract, SASA will pay social grants directly to our people. Then I thought it was patently clear in the, in the beginning. Is it clear enough for you no, now? No, it's not clear, and I'll tell you why. Sophie, so I'm trying to understand how a, and it's tepiso, how a multi-million rand international it's company I'm trying to understand how it is that a multi-million rand international company could sign a contract with SASA, with a government agency, and they don't know what's going on. They don't know what they're entitled to do. Okay, then I'm going to let you listen over the radio, but allow me to say this. It's very, it's very interesting that you come on the radio guns blazing, making all types of accusations, claiming to have facts at hand, but yet it seems like everybody else, you're just asking questions. It would have been appreciated if you did have the insight that you claim to have. But thanks Thank for you. calling Thank anyway, Lynn. Lynn in the Eastern Cape. Um, perhaps we could get uh, some comment from you, Ms. Sefton, uh, because some of the SMSs that are coming through say, for instance, does the law allow unemployed to take credit? Why does uh, in, con- in contact not work when the granny money goes in? One does not know you need to bank hoping to get your grant. This is an old age recipient writing this. Sasa must lay criminal charges against loan sharks that steal from the poor today, says JB Zigalala Emala Sleni. So I don't agree with uh, Len at all. I don't think anybody has said that CPS is doing anything wrong other than the fact that there's the allegation that they are selling data to subsidiary companies and it's data that they don't own. My complaint that I have investigated thoroughly on behalf of a large variety of clients is that SASA and the Department of Social Development are allowing micro-lenders and funeral, um, funeral policy companies 
to make deductions from people's grants without any checks and balances whatsoever. And I'm saying, and I firmly believe, that there's large-scale theft of grant beneficiaries' money. I'm not saying that CPS is stealing the money. I'm saying that the system is allowing unscrupulous people to steal money from old when, people. When you say the system, Prophet OJ is suggesting, for instance, that there should have been some IT detection. Uh, is, have you seen this practice elsewhere? Is this possible? No, I think that the biggest problem is that the that the contract with CPS was um, set up in such a way that the checks and balances are not in place and that the Department of Social Development has not taken um, decisive steps against CPS and the micro-lenders from allowing the system to continue. So they're aware of the abuse, they're aware of the fact that um, grant beneficiaries are losing money and the, they are still having talks about what to do about it, and they should be acting decisively. And if we look at um, some of the broader problems in our society, the problems with micro-lenders come up again and again and again. For example, Marikana, if you dig uh, deeper there, one of the side issues is the massive amount of debt that mine workers are accruing. And it's the unscrupulous money-lenders that are allowed to deduct money from um, mm. <coughs> employees and grant beneficiaries. And I think that the Department of Social Development needs to take full responsibility for compensating the grant beneficiaries and for ensuring that the system is shut down immediately. Okay. I think the talk should stop. Miss uh, Olifant, I'm going to come back to you to give a response in just a moment, but we are still taking more calls. 891 Do give us a call. How do we uh, stop the exploitation of uh, pensioners by companies? This is the question we're asking. 891 Small parts make a big impact. Take the cogs of a machine. Unimpressive, yet each adds to the efficiency of the whole. Without them, things fall apart. A true leader sees every part of their business as important. Our executive education programs teach you how to fully harness them so your company runs as a well-oiled engine, driving you and your people into the future. Visit unisa.ac.za forward slash SPL. The UNISA Graduate School of Business Leadership. Building leaders who go beyond. Leonard is fuming. He's up to his eyeballs in putty, trying to replace the lounge window that the terror from next door kicked a soccer ball through. Again. Leonard, at PG Glass, we expertly replace all broken windows in line with national building regulations. Our call center is available 24-7 to take your call. We even have a 24-hour emergency service in the metro areas. Isn't that awesome? Come on, Leonard, call the experts. PG Glass on 0860-030303. We don't know why bad things happen to your best people. We don't know why their house was robbed or their little one swallowed some tablets. We don't know that. But we do know that the employee benefits that could help are often something only big companies have. Which is why Liberate Smart gives them employee benefits like trauma assist, as well as retirement savings, life and disability cover in just two decisions. How much do you want to contribute and do you want to do it? No. We don't know why bad things happen to your best people, but we do know how to let you offer them a better reality when it does. To give your employees the Liberty Advantage, visit libertycorporate.co.za or speak to your financial advisor. Ask him. He'll know. Liberty. The advantage of knowing. Liberty is an authorized financial services provider. T's and C's apply. There are those who always seem to be a step ahead. The early birds who get the worms. The fortune tellers who don't need crystal balls. The ones in the know who we'd all like to know. 
Some view them with wondrous curiosity. Others call them wise. We call them our readers. At the Mercury, we know how important a head start can be, which is why we always deliver the latest news from around the world early every morning. The Mercury. Get a head start. Gas Tech 2013, South Africa's premier annual ICT government conference, will explore the myriad of ways in which emerging technologies like cloud computing, mobile devices, and social media can be deployed to improve service delivery across all spheres of government. Join Morning Talk at the Cape Town International Convention Center from the 20th until the 23rd of October as we share ideas to enable the support for implementation of the public sector ICT agenda. Register at www.govtech.co.za. ICT Innovation, Technology for a 21st Century Government. Brought to you by CETA in partnership with the Ministry of Public Service and Administration. The South African Trade, Investment and Tourism Promotion Guide, in partnership with SAFM, will be hosting monthly radio broadcasts to promote trade and investment opportunities to local business and foreign investors. We invite business from all sectors to join us at the launch of the Eastern Cape Province Symposium on the 28th of October 2013 in East London. To participate, contact Boyce Sachaneni at 082-923-4402 or email at boyceh at bbmmedia.co.za. Also visit www.southafricanguide.co.za. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. On the forum this morning, what needs to be done about com- companies that exploit pensioners in conversation with the Social Development uh, Department spokesperson, Lumka Olifant, as well as Sarah Sefton, an attorney at the Legal Resources Centre, 891 You do give us a call. Sigan Randberg says this thing was corrupt before it started. Contract was fraudulently awarded. They were not supposed to get the contract in the first place. And David Mtunzi Mabato, this is a lesson to learn not to engage with such companies without a specific contractual agreement. This is clearly a fraudulent process. How can you not see it? Paul wants to know. Brian Kumal and Peter Marisburg, this is long overdue. People are being exploited due to their poor conditions and ill-informed. Please help our black people, Minister. And uh, I've got a lot of other SMSs. We're going to take calls. Tulani says it's very clear that SASA is not in control of the situation. A critical government program is now the mercy of unethical business people. Cancel the contract, Tulani says. Surely up to 10% of the monthly grant for a funeral policy is much too high. How do you respond to some of these questions, uh, Ms. Olifant, as well as Hassan saying okay. earlier on that, you know, he really believes that government should should take full responsibility for this. And Sefton saying before we went on the break that you shouldn't even be talking. You should be taking some drastic action to bring this to an end. But that cannot happen, Tashiko. Uh, uh, processes must, 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 must happen within government. But now, as well, we're also talking to the Reserve Bank to make sure that um, not, 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 no debit orders at all uh, could, should, should go through the system because they can do that. Um, uh, number two, our people need funeral schemes. Our people need these services because they have been coming to, to the department to say that uh, uh, they have been exploited all this time, and, and they, they don't know what is uh, what what what, what these companies are offering them. So, and I, and I keep on saying to you that while we are on the journey of making sure that the system is done properly and SASA takes over. These are the things that are going mm. to come up 
with, uh, with, with the social grant system. It is big money. And I have to say to you that um, the, 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 the judges of this country have ruled on this, on this matter. And I would like us to refrain from keeping on saying that it was fraudulent she awarded. So the judges of this country have said that, yes, there were, there were issues on, on, when the, on the awarding of the contract, but it did not warrant, those issues were not warranted for them to be taken aside. So let us also be, be, be wary of how we speak on these issues because we continue to perpetuate that uh, there were corrupt activities. The judges have said there was no corruption in this, in this tender. So let's please, and I also beg you to do that. When you say you also beg me to do that, at no point did I say it was fraudulently awarded. The innuendos. Uh, uh, Which innuendos? Because the question well, I no, asked you, I said, no, 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 let's be very clear, Ms. Olifant. From the get-go, I said, and what is public knowledge, that there were problems with this tender, that the issue was taken let's, to let's, court. Let's, let's, let's so I think that is very important. How we assist our people. We are saying that we have we've called a CPS. We, have, we are speaking to the Reserve Bank now. We are meeting with our lawyers to make sure that this is put to a stop. Minister understands that the, the reason for, 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 for the social protection in this country was to make sure that people are taken out of poverty. It is a pity that when we went to, uh, to, to business with people, people then decided to exploit the system. And we are saying that we are learning. And we are saying that come the end of this contract, SASA has to pay. It's a, 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 the, the, the social grants directly to our people. But we don't have this thing. Okay. Yes, I, 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 I think you your know, point is taken, but I just also want to make it clear. I cannot be a spokesperson for the department. So something that I have not said cannot be then imposed on me. So let's take some more calls. Gerald in Durban, a very good morning to you. Why do you say government is to blame? Uh, morning to you. So you know, uh, just a challenge to Mrs. Oliphant. If uh, this company has used their database uh, without permission illegally, number one, go charge the company with with, uh, with uh, a criminal violation or, or cancel the tender if they've used it outside of the terms of the tender. Don't come put it here open for discussion because we know why it's open for discussion because the press have exposed this and the government have been caught out again. But this tender is no different to every other tender that gets uh, uh, awarded where someone is fleeced with money. Somehow there's collusion, and where there's some collusion on the part of uh, people that are involved in the tender process, the tenderer believes he has some leeway with the officials that colluded with him. There are many tenders that start out at 10 million rand, and the next minute the taxpayer ends up paying 50 million rand. There's no oversight, and there's no control. So obviously this company thinks they have some leeway to uh, interpret the tender document as they see fit. Mm-hmm. The only reason Mrs. Olifant is there is because um, uh, she's been caught out. Now, there again, there's no, uh, uh, you know, Treasury was quick to rush to Limpopo to close down Julius Malema and the crew. Where's Treasury today? Okay, thanks, Gerald. Zama in Durban, CPS is in contravention of contract. Which contract and what do you know about it, Zama? Well, um, uh, good morning, uh, Chapitra. My, my basic understanding of, of, of this whole discussion is that CPS has a contract with SASA as an intermediary between uh, SASA and the beneficiaries. And that contract is simply for them to facilitate payment to beneficiaries, not to actually sell uh, uh, some products from the very same payment they are meant to, to facilitate. Now, there is this slogan by Sasa, as I close, 
It says pay the right amount to the right person at the right time. CPS is, in, in this instance, not doing that. They are not paying the right amount to beneficiaries. Okay, thanks. So government has grounds. Thanks, Sama. Uh, Tabo in Bryanston, a very good morning to you. Hi, Tabisa. Hi, Tabo. Um, um, the, the department, I think, um, is not being clear and very honest to the public um, in admitting the fact that they didn't handle this contract very well in the first place. When you issue a tender and you award a tender, you need to do background checks on the companies that you are dealing with. Net One has been has got a long checkered history, a very dubious history in terms of how it does business. And if you look at it, um, they stayed in the black market, particularly in the in the, in the market where you have a host of uh, a whole database that you can mine in different ways. And people have always complained about how Net One has done business. And in fact, we all know that. Uh, NetOne has been uh, had a controversial listing on a stock exchange. NetBank had an issue with them. The FBI had an issue with them. And the department is not taking um, responsibility for what has happened. All right, Tabo. I'm afraid I'm going to have to t- move on to my last caller, but thanks for that call. Khabo, uh, they must just terminate the contract, that's what you say. If, if I could ask you to be very brief, please. Yes, uh, all I wanted to say is that they, if really it was it was stipulated within the contract between uh, Net One and, and and the government that they shouldn't deduct more than ten percent, and Net One did that, it simply means they violated the contract. If the contract also stipulated that they they shouldn't share the database with other other companies, then and they did that. It means they violated the contract, and the, right. the government have a have a crown to terminate the contract. All right. yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, just a, a final comment from you, Ms. Uh, Olifant. Uh, what is the way forward? Then you're in talks. How soon? Mm-hmm. Or I know you said it's a consideration, but how soon is it likely if you are considering to terminate the contract? Um, this week, uh, there's going to be meeting with the various people that are involved in in in, in this. Um, in this matter, uh, including, I said before, that the Reserve Bank, they can do and make sure that they, they don't allow any deductions because they can do that. We have different options. And, also, and, and the CEO is meeting with the different organizations of the experts and everybody else who have been assisting us in making sure that we, are, uh, we, we, we there is an investigation. Mm-hmm. But we are also saying to our people that SASA does not sell a time. They should not buy any time or respond to any uh, uh, numbers that are, they are given. Secondly, again, we are saying to them, we are not selling any 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 loans. They are supposed to just get um, no, uh, the money as it is, like the other caller was saying that. No, the right grant, the right person, at the right time. Thank you very much. Sarah Sefton, your final word? Uh, my final word is that it doesn't appear that SASA is intending to deal with this in any kind of speedy fashion. And uh, fortunately, there are organizations like the Black Sash and Legal Resource Center that are here to ensure that government is held to account. And we will simply have to represent the grant beneficiaries who SASA is supposed to protect and ensure that these practices stop. Thank you very much to both of you for your time. That is Social Development Department spokesperson, Lumka Olifant, and thank you to Sarah Sefton, an attorney at the Legal Resources Centre. Thanks to the team that put AM Live together as well. Up next is Morning Talk with Rowena Bird. The news now at 9 o'clock with Babakshini Chetty.